Owner financing allows you to get the down payment. Down payment. Then you get a monthly payment. So basically you're a bank. Basically. Basically. You act as the bank. People. It's a major key alert right here. I don't do toilets. What? Say that again. I said I don't do toilets. Wait, what's that mean? It means that I don't want to trade dollars for time and I want my money to work for me. Hello and welcome to the I Don't Do Toilets, the podcast for you. You who want to retire the saying, go to school, get a job, work 40 years just to retire with a 401k. Generation X, we're specifically talking to you. And it's not too late to invest in yourself by working smarter and not harder. I Don't Do Toilets is a mindset change, a paradigm shift. And we're sharing our experiences and knowledge, giving you relatable and practical content towards financial independence. We'll discuss wealth building, real estate, investing, and everything in between. I'm your host, Andre, along with my beautiful wife, Maisha. Hey. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Listen to be encouraged and empowered. Hey, what's going on, babe? Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Excited for another episode. Episode, we're going to be talking about our investment experience and real estate experience over the last uh, several several years so we've made some decisions that we wanted to share with uh, with our audience and hopefully someone can uh, take some information that we have or from our experiences and build on that but you know I'm actually excited about this topic um, we've been wanting to do real estate for a while mm-hmm. and I think this is kind of where we um, pivoted a little bit and we got back to what we wanted to do, but we also found the things that we didn't want to do too. Absolutely. And with that, not wanting to do it, it, it kind of, it really, really opened our eyes up to some opportunities Yeah, to where we can be like, okay, we can still have real estate, real estate, but we're going to fall back on that, I guess, traditional approach or the manual labor. Right. So growing up, you know, did you have any exposure or experience to real estate? You know, I did. Um, my mother actually was a real estate agent when we lived mm-hmm. in Arizona. And so I thought real estate was all about being a realtor because that's what she was. Mm-hmm. And we would go house to house and to model homes. And it was just like an exciting experience. And then when she sold a house, um, we saw the fruits of her labor, which was the commission. And that was like the extent of real estate when I was younger. Um, When I got out of law school, I took a real estate class to get my real estate license. Didn't finish, um, but that was pretty much it. How about you? Well, mine was even more limited than that. So didn't know anything about, first of all, we didn't have no money. So there was, was no, broke, broke. yeah, yeah. We, you know, I grew up in the West side of Dayton. So uh, Dayton, West, what? Dayton, Ohio, Westwood, oh, okay. and it just wasn't uh, privy to real estate, real estate investing or investing in, in for anything for that fact of matter. But uh, particularly real estate did not know anything about home ownership. I believe when we were growing up, we rented a lot. Uh, it wasn't until maybe... Uh, maybe middle school into high school, that house, I actually think my mom did an owner's finance and, uh, you know, she got it real dirt cheap and 
it was in real, real poor condition. I mean, it was like when we moved in, we had a hole in the ceiling. Wow. And so there was a hole in the roof, not the ceiling, but a hole through the roof. So you can stand in the living room, look up, and see the sky. Wow. So it was a real dilapidated home, but we were able to fix it and make it our own. But it, it wasn't into college when I came across the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book by uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki. And that's where I really started to wet the, the interest mm. of of uh, real estate and right. investing but still nothing to to dive into. Right. It wasn't until a few years later where I met a young guy who I was, I was, I was, I was actually, I was working with uh, his girlfriend's parents and that's how I met him. I met him through uh, his girlfriend's parents and he had, he was young too. I'm talking about maybe 25, 26. Wow. And he had a multifamily unit. And he had a multifamily unit at yeah, 25. Yeah. Yeah. Multifamily. Unit. Yeah, wow. absolutely. And he, he was trying to give me game uh, and trying to get me into it. And I'm just like, nah, this is over my head. You know, this is not something I'm interested in. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And it, it just never, you know, developed into anything where, right. You know, now I look back at him like, man, he was making big moves. Right. And I don't know what his background was, but uh, it, it was something that, he was he was just buying he had multi-family unit units plural right. not just one but plural so it was something that was it was very impressive well something similar that i had with you in your experience is that my um my dad is military so you know either we lived on the base or they had you know they had house um they had a house but they ended up uh like losing their house um to foreclosure and so really, when you talk about Robert Kiyosaki's book, he talks about assets and liabilities and this with, with our houses, they really were liabilities. They weren't really assets. So, well, um, I, w- I will say that that was the first time that, so I, let me take that back. I knew enough about real estate to know that you can become wealthy. Right. And I knew that the American dream is to get a home and that your, your biggest, I guess, investment or your, your opportunity for wealth was starting with your home that you live in first. But it was that book that really spun my, my viewpoint and understanding that, yo, if, if the house is giving you, or if it's taking more money out of your pocket, Mm. then that's a liability. Right. And at that time I had never heard of a house being a liability. Right. So that was kind of like, whoa, this is this is different teaching here. This is going against the, the grains. But I still, you know, didn't do didn't do anything with it. Yeah, because most people think it's a asset. Nah, nah. Because you nah. get, you know, like deductions on taxes. Yeah, and, nah. If, if, yeah. if it's taking money out of your pocket on a monthly basis, it is definitely a liability. But that's facts. let's move forward. So, you did eventually buy a home. I did. I did. And uh, I moved when I moved here to Houston from Pennsylvania. Um, you know, I was list, just listening to the guidance of my aunt at the time and she was a realtor and she was telling me that same story. Hey, you need to buy a house. I know, you know, you don't want to be renting and, you know, wasting your money. And I just rushed into a house and I rushed into a house that was, you know, affordable. I had a relocator. Uh, they were giving me the same spiel. Hey, you need to buy a house. You're going to be here. You plan on living here. Get you a house, 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 house. And 
you know, now I look back at it, it's like, you know, I could have made some other moves and done right. things a little bit differently and get a little bit more established here in the city of Houston. But, you know, with the house, that wasn't the case. So I did buy it, bought a starter home, the three bedroom, new construction. And it was a big, big, big deal for me because, again, at the time, you know, I grew up, I, I never knew anything about a new house. Yeah. So I was like, Exciting. man, I, I was like, mama, I made it. You know, <laughs> I, I bought me a brand new house. I mean, I'm talking about nobody's lived in the house. Right. So, you know, that gave me a, you know, a different, I guess, a different type of feeling where, uh, you know, it was just an exciting, exciting experience to have something, you know, new and, you know, something I had really never thought about. How much did you pay for that house? That was 150000 Wow. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. $150,000. Right. That's a good, good starter home. Yeah. You can't get that no more. Right. You know, I crazy. Probably, probably you had to pay about two hundred, two fifty now. Somewhere in that ballpark yeah. um, or, or just not available. Right. So, you know, not in the subdivision at that time or not in the subdivision uh, now. Right. So I, I remember that house and yep. I remember um, when we got married, mm-hmm. I was happy to move in. Um <laughs> <laughs> But I had never bought a house. And so then I started feeling like, well, man, his his name is on the deed, but my name is not on the deed. So, um, hmm, what are we going to do about that? Well, you ain't feel comfortable in the house because you thought I was a bastard's pad, but that's another story. Hey, is it true or not? It wasn't no, it wasn't no bastard's <laughs> pad. Tell the people. No, it wasn't no bastard's pad, not at all. But uh, it it was a a big deal. Cause you know, when you think about our, my parents never bought a new home. Right. So it was a big deal, a big celebratory feeling. It was exciting. Um, so now that I look back on it. It was kind of monumental, you know, yeah. from the family aspect, you know, this is something that to my knowledge, nobody had done in the family. So, right. and it was, again, it was just a three bedroom, what two, two bathroom starter home. Yeah. Well, I know, you know, like, I guess, I guess I did know that your parents never bought like a new home, Mm -mm. but mine didn't either until like after we got married. Right. 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 (laughs) After they got, yeah. After we got married and uh, actually our second home. Yeah. So our second home, when we moved across the side from, you know, uh, I guess the, we moved from the west side of the subdivision to the east side of the subdivision. <laughs> Moving on up. And uh, we crossed the, the parkway and the homes were a little bigger and had more rooms. And, uh, you know, that second house was a four bedroom. Right. And probably almost a size half bigger than, than the previous home. So mm-hmm. now we had jumped up from 1,800 square feet to 3,000 square feet. So that was like a, a big one. Major. Yeah, that was definitely major. Uh, you know, that was put us in a put us in a big bind though because now we were carrying two mortgages yeah and that you know that got that was around the 2008-2009 collapse right and we had two mortgages and that wasn't the right thing you know that was tough that was stressful um we eventually did get it rented yeah but it wasn't a great experience yeah and i and, and that's partially because we were um the rents for the area just didn't they 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 we couldn't command the rents that we needed right and the mortgage was higher than the rents that we could command 
So, so we was hustling backwards. Yeah, we definitely were hustling. Because we, we we had to like top it off just to make sure we met the mortgage. Plus, you know, it was I mean the renter that we did have they kept the house super clean. Can't ask for anything more. Super clean. Excellent um, renter. Excellent. Excellent. They they just couldn't pay. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't pay. Right. They ran and, into some some issues, and you know, as as a landlord, yeah, um, that's just not something. I just I just want my check. Right. I just want the money. And it was a great opportunity to kind of open our eyes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, fortunately it was a new home. So there wasn't much maintenance to be done. And cause I don't have any background with, with home care maintenance. And, you know, I I can, you know, fix some few minor things, but nothing, nothing major. So it was very fortunate that we, when we lived in it, we lived in it for five years. Oh, five to 10, mm-hmm. oh, five to 10. We lived in it for five years. We did kept it in pristine condition. Mm-hmm. So when the renter came in, you know, they pretty much nothing for them to do. And it was an older, if I remember correctly, it was a, it was an older lady and her son, yep. but they were, you know, the son was probably in his forties. Right. So, you know, they wasn't tearing up nothing, but they did have a younger child. Yeah. Uh, the little sister, you know, she kind of came and went as she pleased. And um, I don't know, just wasn't just didn't, didn't fan out the way we thought it would do. Right. As far as investing and, you know, using this opportunity to get a leg up financially. Well, I think I think we kind of we kind of closed our eyes after that. We were kind of like, mm-hmm, oh, yeah, no more rental properties. But there's a few lessons out of that that we can learn. Um, that we kind of took with us in our future endeavors. And I think one of the things you said was that it was a newer home. And so if you're, if you're going to do like a landlord type rental situation, I think that it's best that you either have a newer home or you fix the home up to where there's not many things for you to do as far as repairs. Yeah. Well, what us, Again, you know, no sort of, you know, home background, maintenance background. I'm, I'm not a, uh, a fixer upper, not a handyman. So it was imperative. And we right. found that out. You know, I know we get into, <laughs> you know, the third home. Yeah. Uh, we found that out. Yeah. But uh, let's not move too far ahead. <laughs> not move too far ahead. But the, the big thing, I guess the takeaway or the big, uh, the opportunity that we look back is that, okay, we did it. We learned a few things. Um, we had had some, chi- we, we began having children. So that was another you know, reason why we yeah. put it on a back burner was like, Hey, just, we were juggling too much. And, you know, once they couldn't pay, it was like, yo, you know, this, let's just squash this. Let's get rid right. of this house. We got rid of it. We took a loss Yeah. and we just moved on. We, you know, we cut our losses and moved on. So we had a house the rents couldn't command the mortgage. Right. The, um, we, we ended up having to pay on top of their payments. Then the tenant couldn't pay. Right. Um, we asked them to leave and they left nicely and quietly. And then we tried to sell the house and we still couldn't command the, the price that we wanted. So we sold it at a loss. So all of those things kind of added up to where not only were we trying to create a family, but they, the, the rental property was not 
not popping for us. Well, and, and maybe we shouldn't have moved. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, you, but you wanted another house, though. Yeah, you're right. You wanted a house that felt like it was yours. Absolutely. Gotcha. I want that American dream. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. the assets. Gotcha. gotcha. So, but really, they're liabilities. So we, we, moved, we moved to the other house across the way. That was uh, the 5311. And immediately when we saw that, we was like, yo, this is it. This yeah. is it. Uh, we liked it. It, 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 it. We didn't have a checkbox at the time. Yeah. We didn't have a checkbox. We were just like, ooh, it's big. Ooh. It's nice. Big backyard. Yeah. You know, big back, you know, patio, three-car garage, you know, uh, just great. Beautiful. Huh? Um, And we lived in that for five years. Yeah. So we lived in that for five years. You got a little itch, got a little frustrated because now you are, and I say you because, I mean, that was the primary reason to mm-hmm. move was that so we can yep. um, reduce your, your drive from the My suburbs. Yeah, your commute time from the suburbs to the city because you were working downtown. Right. We were living out in the suburbs. So it was like, yo, you like the city. I like the city. I like the hustle and bustle of the city. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the time from Chicago. So um, all the time being in a big city, like the big city, lived in the East Coast. I like the hustle and bustle of the city and the city sound. I do like the peace and tranquility of the suburbs. Don't get me wrong. It's nice and quiet. It's nice and peaceful. But the the city lights, the smell, the sound, uh, it's it's a different adrenaline. So we decided to move to the city. Another move. Another move. (laughs) So we moved in 2015 to the city. And what move is this? This is the third three. move. Yeah, this move number three. <laughs> so this move number three. So we moved. I, I bought a house in 05. Mm-hmm. Then we bought a house in 2010. Yeah. And then we bought another house in 2015. Yeah. Now this, and mind you, uh, the 05 was a brand new house. Yeah. The 2010 house was brand new. Yeah. The 2015 house. 1972. 1972. So we're talking old, old. Let's let's call it strong. A different type of bill, different type of structure, <laughs> had a lot of character. Yeah. A different feel, different vibe, but it also had a lot of problems. Yeah. And we learned quickly that oh, oh you know, we we Ooh. uh yeah. Well, we well, let's, let's 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 just talk about We got it a hustled. Let's we got, well, let's we got, talk we got about hustled a little bit, bit with yeah, the piping. We, we did. We got, we got hustled a little bit. So hustled what a little bit. And uh, we, I, I think the moral of this story is that we didn't take our time Yeah, and we wanted to be in the city. Right. Now we wanted to be in the city. We didn't take our time. We rushed into it and we decided to buy something that became problematic. Right. And it, it we felt it immediately. Immediately. So the, so, but we need to give our success story about the house that we moved from the suburb house. Oh yeah, because we sold that house. We did, and we, and we gained a great profit. We got from a that great house. profit. Absolutely, we did. But um, then we turned around and had to take that profit right. and put it into this 1972 house. And from from a from the uh, structure standpoint, or from the, uh, it looked good. Yes. The, the, the exterior looked good. It was when we came in and we found out some interior problems. Right. And it was like, whoa, how did this 
slip by. Yeah. And then like, man, we just became, uh, then it just became open check. Yeah. Man, another open checkbook. And we write checks to fix this. (laughs) We're getting this done. We're getting this done. And these were not things that we anticipated. Yeah. Uh, And then us, you know, by not having uh, any sort of, you know, jack of all trades, fixer up Joe, Mm -hmm. handyman, you know, yeah. we're, we're, re- we're reaching out to contractors. Hey, we need to get this done. Uh, I know we had the house repiped, yeah. which was huge. Uh, and then we had the hole in the pipe, which was yeah. causing a problem. We first had the hole in the pipe, right. which caused us to be without a kitchen and a dining room and like a kitchenette months. for, I actually think it was five months. Right. Could be. So we were cooking off a um, George Foreman grill, uh, electric outlet or the the little griddle right uh because we couldn't we had the the, we had a quarantine because it was all all the plastic (laughs) and we had to walk through the plastic to get from one room to the other room so it was was a great job but i remember we we got in the house around february march of that year and then there was uh the uh, right before the april 15th floods in the city that was another thing we were about to buy you we was on the bayou so that was you know fortunately you know, no yeah. water ever got in. Uh, we were never flooded out, but uh, you know, we definitely experienced some scares. But I, I think, I think, I, I, I think we should explain too that we got into the house. We had the house appraised. We had the house um, inspected. Yeah. We we did all the right things. Correct. We did everything that we were supposed to do. Now, the lesson in that is that when you have an older house. You need to bring out not only the inspector, you need to bring out an electrician. Correct. You need to bring out um, a plumber to take a look, right. do a leak test. We, yep. did, we had a couple of those done. Right, right. Um, you know, just people who can give you some guidance on older structures, older houses. And um, we didn't do that. We were green. We, we didn't know. We've always had a new house. So. Absolutely. I mean, simple, simple things that I just took for granted that, okay, moving from a new house to old house, simple as a, as a peephole through the door. Yeah. We didn't have one. I mean, (laughs) or a doorbell or a doorbell, right? right, The house didn't even have a doorbell. It's like, wait a minute. A doorbell is not standard. Right. A peephole in the door is not standard. Right. Now, you know, I was able to drill a little hole and create a little peephole, but still, those type of things mm-hmm. moving from a new home to an older home was like, wow, I, right. I, um, I just didn't have yeah. that, that thought that, okay, this wouldn't be here. You know, right. I just moved and then boom. Um, and then the structure, like I said, we, we, it was a sound house. Mm-hmm. I'm still standing today. I mean, we, we put in a good five years there before yeah. we moved out again. And, the and we have a lot of great we had a lot of great memories in the we home did. and we survived good and bad yeah good and bad and we survived three floods hurricane harvey mm-hmm. hurricane harvey where it rained over the house for 26 hours straight no water right. got in and we had the memorial day floods the tax day floods yep. and uh, every other intermittent flood from heavy rains in that area so uh, it was an older neighborhood an older home mm-hmm. mature trees uh, saved on electricity yeah um but it was a city and I, although I like the hustle and bustle, it came with different, it's just yeah, a whole different elements. element. <laughs> yeah. The elements, the elements, the elements was tough, yeah. but we, all the money that we, that we uh, 
gain from the sale of the 2010 home, mm-hmm. we turned around and had to spend it into the into 1972 the, home, and really didn't get a return on that. Well, I beg to differ. Really? Yeah. You think so? So what I would say is that that home is the one where I took a deep dive into real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we took a couple of deep dives into our investment journey mm-hmm. in that home. So I think the return was um, we had the opportunity to take a look at a few things because we were settled. We were in we were we I mean, it's it's a it's a house where I can truly say that we had our paradigm shift. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. From that vantage point, I agree. So in terms of monetary return, maybe not. No, definitely lost out. But in terms of our paradigm shift, that's why we're here. Okay. I can live with that. The visions, uh, the the brainstorming on business opportunities. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. I can agree with that. Okay. I see where you're going with that. Okay. Well, well hey, take us down that path. So in that house... I started watching YouTube <laughs> and YouTube. Everybody knows it's like YouTube university. And I got on there and I saw this guy named Flipman, And I think you turned me on the flip man. Uh huh. Yeah. And so a lot of YouTube being watched. Yeah. 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 And so doing it. absolutely. We, we talked about possibly doing some wholesaling and I got to reading on it and did some YouTube and, um, we talked about, you know, me trying to take the reins on that. So got started with um, wholesaling and found out that was like a nine to five job. Well, before we go to wholesaling, we were, we were interested in doing flipping. True. And flipping. Very with, true. Flipping with no money. Yes. And uh, we, we had looked at a couple of mentor programs throughout the city of Houston. Yeah. You got to pay an X amount of dollars to join yeah. and they're supposed to take you by their wing. And we're and not talking you. about how we're talking about, um, not four figure, but like five figure. Yeah. They, they wanted. Yeah. yeah. So you, you got a general membership and you know, no knock, you know, people have been successful with that, but it, it just didn't, it didn't strike a chord struck. It didn't strike the right chord with us as far as like, okay, this is what we need to, you know, I only got a few coins to invest. I, you're going to take the coins that I have right. and then try to mentor me and then, you know, really no, offer no guarantees. And it just looked like we went to a couple meetings and it just didn't look like it was for us. Right. So that, and then also we didn't have any contractors. We didn't have no network. No. So, you know, but we knew we needed a mentor. Right, 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 right. We but do. We did know we needed a mentor because we were still from a, from an <laughs> investor standpoint, we just knew all we knew was buying houses, buying houses, right. living houses. Right. But being able to, to turn a profit or to look at it as wealth building, we were still pretty naive with that. Yeah. And uh, the 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 flipping didn't work. Then we looked at the wholesale. Yeah. So pick us back up. Take us back from from there to wholesaling. Yeah. So got on um, YouTube, listened to a lot of Flipman and Max Maxwell. Max Maxwell had me hype thinking I can just do whatever I, I mean, he had me thinking I was going to be a millionaire. 
he had me thinking we were gonna wholesale houses and get that money so um if anybody doesn't know what wholesaling is basically it's where people um who own houses are either in a situation where they're in foreclosure or they they have some type of situation where they just cannot pay their mortgage anymore and they're looking to get out and so a wholesaler comes in they um take a look at the house and they see what the ARV is and they calculate how much it's going to cost to fix up the house all of that and then they shop it to their buyers and these buyers are people investors who have a lot of money and so um what they do is they account for their time and they get a cut of whatever is um sold to the investor and so it it really is a great thing. Now, I know in some states it's it's not legal. You have to be in a you have to be a realtor to do wholesaling. But here in the state of Texas, anybody can wholesale. Not the state of Texas. Texas. Texas, Texas is a hey, the, the land of Oz. Man, <laughs> I mean, everything's we, bigger in Texas. Yeah, we, we we get to do a lot of things here in Texas. So definitely love that. So the the wholesaling. We figured out it wasn't for us. Yeah. It was like a job. Yeah. You couldn't make the calls. Because the main thing is you have to call yeah. list people right. who are on foreclosure list. Right. Um, you have to drive around. You have to look for houses. You have to. I mean, it it is a nine to five. And I already had a nine to five. Correct. Correct. And we, you know, over the weekends, we do the driving for dollars. We, the <laughs> right. app. we go drive it around the city. Yeah. Only to find out that it'd be a dead end. Yeah. So you working full time. I'm working full time. Kids yep. in school. Wholesaling. It looked easy. Yeah. It looked very, very simple. And it probably was, but just time consuming. Well, and then there's other wholesalers who are they they have the city on lock. Right. You know, there's there's people who have the resources mm-hmm. to send out other people to look for homes. Right. Right. Um, I did end up um, meeting with someone and got got our first contract. And it ended up that another wholesaler ended up taking my deal. Right. Luckily, I recorded my contract with the 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 um, the county. And he was hurt by that too. Oh, I was so yeah, hurt. Yeah, I was so hurt because it, it was, was my first deal. I was right. so happy, and um, I was the nasty house on the north side. Yeah, with, oh. like the hoarder. And that's the other thing is yeah. that you know yeah. I I wasn't about that life. Yeah, you, I mean you felt like just disgusting just walking into the home. And I was by myself. Right. I, I was by what, myself, and I know what you was thinking with a man. No mace, no gun. And he was crazy. <laughs> no, he wasn't crazy. But th- that was the house where he was a hoarder. And he yes, had he was a hoarder. Just junk everywhere and cats yeah. and yeah. So uh, so we figured out quickly. Wholesaling wasn't it. It wasn't it. We did get a little return from it, though, from well, that one deal. We got growth. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. got big, big, big growth because that really introduced you. And, and, I, and, it's, and I say you because... When you try to explain it to me, I'm I'm thinking is this legal? <laughs> I, I ain't never heard of this. Like, what are you getting us into? 
But, you know, you being uh, having the, the, the attorney, uh, the lawyer background, the legal background and familiar with uh, the ins and outs, it was something I said, you know what, you passionate about this. Uh, yeah, I trust you. You were very supportive. I love you. I trust you. Go get it. Yeah. And you dived in deep. Mm-hmm. I mean, head first, right. deep right. with going to conferences, uh, networking, yeah. uh, chatting, Facebook and Instagram. And, oh my goodness. Uh, I mean, you, you, you really dived into, you know, utilizing every available moment that you had to really learn more and become very, uh, intelligent and to articulate owner financing. Yeah. And once you expose me to owner financing, I'm like, yo, this is it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> <laughs> you about to say, <laughs> <laughs> yo, this is it. Forget everything else. Forget what you was hurt. Yeah, yeah. Forget everything else. This is it. Man. Well, what, like, where has this been? Yeah. Uh, you know, whether whether it's like, yo, this is the move. This is the move. Yeah. So, um, explain to people what owner finances. If they don't, I mean, ex- break that down to the most elementary method or explanation you can owner financing so basically all owner financing is like a general term for some some of the um what's it creative financing things that you can do with the house so basically what i've what i studied what i've studied and what we implemented is a thing called a wrapped mortgage. And so what you do, what it is, is that you're, you're, you have a mortgage under a house and you wrap another mortgage around that mortgage and you sell the house to another person. And you basically are the note holder for that house. And so what that allows you to do is to get a down payment Mm. on the house yes i like that it's wonderful and so and then it also allows you to get principal and interest on a house a house that you own and so most of the time when you're doing owner financing you're not you're charging interest that's not usury and usury meaning it's not too high it's 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 high but it's still legal right 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 still and ethical it's, here and it's for people who either can't get a loan at mm-hmm. a bank for whatever reason for whatever reason it may be their credit mm-hmm. it may be that they don't they they have bad credit or no credit um or it may be that they just they don't have establishment here in the United States. It, it, it may be for any type yeah. of reason. Yeah. It may be that they messed up their credit and they want to, you know, buy a home still, but they have just cash, you know? Love that. So owner financing allows you to get the down payment. Down payment. Then you get a monthly payment. So basically and you're a bank. Basically. Basically. You act as the bank. People. It's a major key alert right here. I feel like DJ Khaled, you the best. You smart. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when you when you broke this down to me, I'm like, what are we waiting on? Like, this Ugh. is 
So if I understood it and, and I, and this is what I, I remember asking you, I said, wait a minute, we can buy a property, <laughs> turn around and get a down payment from a, from an interesting tenant. Then we can charge them a monthly rate. That's going to cover the principal interest. Yep. And we still get money on top of that money on top of money. And they're buying it as is. As is. No fixing up. No fixing up. I mean. No monthly maintenance. No monthly maintenance. No calls. No toilet being broken. Uh, you know, miss, You know, can you come and fix the, the rattle? Not can you come a, and fix the light? None of that. Nothing. So completely hands off. Right. And I learned this from a wholesaler. <laughs> So, so there was a method in that madness. So, you know, what, and that that really goes to the the title of our podcast. I don't do toilets. Absolutely. Because it's not that we, uh, I guess I, I put it like this. We want our money to work for us. Yes. We want our money to be our employees. Absolutely. We want to put the dollar out and say, hey, go make more money. Mm -hmm. And this method gave us an opportunity to, now we have three homes. We have, we just sold one. Okay. Okay. Um, three homes. That's right. We did. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. We just closed. Uh, we just did the, the paperwork. Right. So we had three homes. We had three notes, three notes mm -hmm. and no phone calls, no phone calls, got down payments on all three. Down payments. And, 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 and let me let me specify the down payment. Normally, what do you pay with a down payment when you normally buy a home? 20 percent, 20 percent, 20 percent. So you can get a 20 percent down payment if you want. Right. Normally, just depending on what the house is, you can get anywhere from fifteen thousand dollars. You can get thirty well, We're talking just, about significant down payments right, because you're right, right. acting as the bank. You're acting as the bank. And again, the, 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 the thing that really, really just excited me was the fact that we can have the properties and I have nothing to do with them right. as far as the upkeep, the calls. Right. Um, they make the payment. We, I mean, mailbox money. Right. That's basically what it is. And if they don't make the payment, Break that down. You can foreclose just like a bank. So when you foreclose on the house, then they have to move out of the house and you start the process again. Right. You get your next down payment. Right. And they're buying it as is. As is. Owner financed. Absolutely. And when we talk about as is, we truly mean as is. I I mean, I met another um, real estate investor at a, a real estate um, meeting and she she basically broke down that she had a house that she sold and the pipe was bursting into the house. She still had people wanting the house. Yeah. As is. As is. As is. Don't need to paint it. No. Don't need to fix the cabinet. I mean, we did. Right, <laughs> I right. did. And, and looking back, I probably won't do that in the future. Right. Um, because it's unnecessary. Well, the, the I mean, the home we moved out of. I mean, we did it as is. Right. We, we just we just had it cleaned. We, that's it. 
Yep. Molly maids came through. Yep. And I was put a little pine saw on the walls and floor and that was right. it. But uh I mean we left it as we left it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad thing. I was just thinking about that carpet. Oh my goodness, that carpet. But I I did want to explain too, you know, you get the down payment, but you're also getting the monthly payment, which is more than the mortgage because you know that the interest rate is gonna be higher. Right. And then at the end, if you decide that you want to sell your note, you can sell your note to a note buyer. So there are people who actually purchase notes um, from people who own notes. And we just did that as well. Now, can you do owner financing uh, only in Texas or is that something you can do nationwide? You know, um, I so for purposes of this podcast, I am not your attorney. I am not your, I'm not giving legal advice. Um, and I, I want to make sure that you do your own diligence. However, well, I'm going to answer my husband's question, <laughs> which is there are other States. Yes, you can do owner financing in. Mm-hmm. And I suggest that if you decide to do owner financing in those other States that you make sure that you are in compliance Um, I'm specifically, and so is my husband, Andre. He is specifically, we are talking about Texas, Texas, doing big things here in Texas. Yeah. But the, yes, there are other States that where you can do owner financing. Well, cool. Well, cool. Okay. Well, let's bring the show to a landing. Let's, let's wind it down and just kind of recap. We found our lane. We, we, we had personal experience with, real estate through our own single family home living. Right. And it wasn't until our third home where we really realized that, okay, we need to stop buying homes and start investing into homes Yeah, and allowing truly, truly a home to be an asset and not the liabilities. I mean, cause Mm -hmm. we're, you know, you got the mortgage, you got all the utilities, phone bills, et cetera everything that you needing to funk for the house to function is going out and nothing's mm-hmm. coming in. Yep. That's strictly liabilities. Right. So that home gave us the light bulb moment. Yeah. And we haven't looked back. Right. So we, we found our lane Absolutely. and our lane is the owner finance homes. Yes. And, uh, we've done great with that. Yes. And we're trying to, we're working to build onto other investments through owner's financing yes but we're not going to be involved we don't do toilets right we're not out there uh (laughs) managing i'm not trying to pay nobody to manage my properties i'm not managing my properties yeah we just out there getting the properties Mm -hmm. functioning as a bank and being hands off yes so i love that it's great i appreciate you uh, and your due diligence of coming across that because again that was just mind-boggling and i remember Man, is this even possible? Yeah. So, so a resource we can give out. Um, there will be a course that will come out for oh, yeah. owner financing. Ooh, okay, plug that course. Um, yeah. it, it will be out soon. And we'll we'll make sure that we announce when that will come out. You got a date? I don't have a date right mm. now. Okay, okay. We're still We're still working on it. Okay, well, great. Well, that's been fun. Uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, anything else you want to say before we sign off? So what's our next move, baby? 
I don't mean out of this house into another house. I mean oh. future endeavors. Okay, okay, okay. Because you're looking at my facial expression. I'm like, what are you talking about? We just moved here. We're not we talking about a move again. Okay, so the next move, the next move that we're looking to get into would be storage units. Storage yeah. units, uh, particularly mom and pops, mm-hmm. um, small commercial units. storage units. Yeah. Not, not the big boys. But something that is, is manageable, I would say somewhere in the ballpark between 100 and 150, 150 units max. Yeah. That's what we're looking to get into. And uh, again, you know, we don't we want to be hands off. Yeah. So we're not trying to get in and, and maintenance and have maintenance crew, something that we can manage at our own and be hands off. Absolutely. So storage units is the next move for us. And we're building to that. So it's a, it's a method to this madness. That we're trying to, uh, that we're going to achieve, and Absolutely. we're you know we're we're taking you know steps to the next level, and then next level, next level. So we're looking so, to get into storage units. So in that vein, if you have any storage units, and particularly if you have any storage units that you would like to own or finance to us, we'll be open to that as well. Um, give us a give us a a shout at I don't do toilets at gmail All right. That's it. It's been fun. Until the next time, y'all take care. I don't do toilets podcast. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Your time is valuable and we trust that you heard content you find beneficial. We're passionate about living an abundant life through financial independence, living debt free and enjoying the life we desire. Continue to listen, be encouraged and be empowered. And show us some love by rating the podcast on whatever platform you're streaming. Give us a five-star rating, write a great review. And until next time, I don't do toilets.